Guess who is back, back again, everybody! Finally, welcome back to the Robson Sportscast. I'm your host, Alex Robson. A lot's been going on in my life as of late, but we're finally back behind the microphone. Welcome him in, another guest. And gonna get into this good old-fashioned sports chat, baby. Let's go ahead, jump back into the action. Alrighty. We're back. I know it's been a while since I have recorded an episode, but a lot of stuff's going on, including trying to get this set up. It has been a lot of dominoes that have fallen, but we are finally here. Joining me on the Robson Sportscast, this week's episode is my man, Adam Lewis, from the What Offseason Sports Podcast. Adam, how you doing, my brother? Man, I'm doing great. First thing I want to say is thank you so much for not butchering my podcast name. Some people will be like, from the what's the off-season? I'm like, no, 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 no. What <laughs> off-season sports podcast? So I'm doing well, man. Thank you so much for having me here. Really appreciate you. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. No problem. Love your show, man. Minus the fact that I see Love you wearing some Georgia Bulldogs crap. I don't, I'm not a fan <laughs> of that. I will remind you of the ass-whooping Florida handed you all this past season. But I knew it was coming, too. I, I was I'm telling not- <laughs> my buddy, I said, man, I said, Florida is going to wipe us. And he's like, you're crazy if you think that. And I was like, watch, dude. I was like, Georgia just doesn't have it. And sure enough, Florida came out and spanked us. And the rest was history. <laughs> all, all I'm saying is I'm glad we didn't play JT Daniels because, my God, he's much better than I thought he was. But that's a topic for another time, man. Before we mm-hmm. jump into it, go ahead. Tell my listeners a little bit about the What Offseason Sports Podcast. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Again, thank you so much for the correct uh, pronunciation. So Adam Lewis here, host of Ward Offseason, uh, daily sports content every day, guys. You know, we really try to stick to video, putting out video takes every day. Um, catch me anywhere on social media. You'll find me, What Offseason, S-Z-N, sports pod, all one word. Um, I'm sure Rob will hook me up and, you know, throw the links down in here and everything. But um, yeah, man, you know, just love doing podcasting every day. It's my ultimate dream. Um, new episodes every Friday. And like I said, just really try to keep the video content up all the time, you know, keep the people engaged. But yeah, man, just a little bit about me. Like I said, you can find me at um, What Offseason Sports Pod. Check the link in my bio. I'm always having athlete interviews, you know, coach interviews. So don't miss out on the show, guys. Yeah, I appreciate the last one you did. You interviewed former Browns head coach Hugh Jackson, right? That's right, man. It was awesome. Hugh was a great guy. Sat down with me for about 15, 20 minutes. And um, honestly, man, he'll talk to anybody. You know, hit him up. Anybody that's listening to this, you, Rob, you know, hit him up. Hugh Jackson 5 on Instagram. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure he would talk to anybody, you know, super down to earth guy. He's been through it all, you know, to have a, a, a head coaching record that was that tough um, going 0-16 with the Browns. A lot of people don't realize that was Hugh Jackson. Um, you know, he's a really, really humble guy. So great, great interview there, man. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely keep that in mind, too. So I brought you on this show for a specific reason. You make it no secret. You are a fan of who that nation. You are a fan mm-hmm. of the Saints. And I being a New York Jets fan, we have something kind of an issue that's building with our teams the quarterback position. Drew Brees, as much as you love him, I love him, everybody loves him. You can't hate the guy for what he has done to the NFL. It's his time to call it quits. He's over 40 now. His arm has just deteriorated. He can't do it. On the opposite of the spectrum with me, the Jets have a 23-year-old quarterback who is incompetent and I have never been a fan of since the day he came into the NFL. It's great to hear a Jets fan say that too. (laughs) <laughs> you wouldn't believe how many people defend him it's unbelievable but, um, i know that's what i said it's so great to hear I, I i know how hard of a jets fan you are so I, I know that's full transparency right there yeah so 
So both of our guys may be looking at a new quarterback next season. So I decided to bring you on. We're going to do a little bit of quarterback carousel. We're going to look at some guys that are going to be drafted possibly in the 2021 NFL draft. And we're going to look at some guys that have been rumored to be on the trade block in the offseason. We're just going to set, just predict where we think they're going to be in 2021. Let's go ahead and jump right into it, man. We'll start with the drafted guys. We'll just touch base on it because if we're talking about the draft coming up, we can't not mention this guy's name, Trevor Lawrence, the Clemson legend. I think we all know where he's going. First overall right. to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't think that's any doubt. There have been some people saying that he won't because Urban Meyer is there with the Ohio State train with Justin Fields. I think mm-hmm. that's ludicrous as much as I like Justin Fields. But Blasphemous. Yes, blasphemous indeed. But I say Jacksonville. I assume you say the same, right? Absolutely, brother. No question about Jacksonville. Um, it would just be silly to take, you know, to take Justin Fields number one overall. I mean, I like Justin Fields. I, I personally favor him over Trevor Lawrence just because I like his play style better. Um, but there's no doubting Trevor Lawrence is, you know, the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. And honestly, if the Jaguars go anywhere else, um, I think Urban Meyer should be fired after draft day. <laughs> I should too, honestly. I think that whole organization just should move to London. They, they play yeah, there. Agreed, brother. Move to London. Burn the franchise to the ground. They don't take Trevor Lawrence one. But it is the Jaguars. They are not known to be exactly a competent franchise. Um, mm-hmm. Let's move on to some more interesting names now. We're going to touch base on his co-partner, Justin Fields. A lot of people say he's quarterback number two in this draft. Some people say he's about a three or maybe even four. Right. Where do you see Justin Fields landing? Some people have him going top three. Some people top five, top eight. Some people have him slipping out of the top ten. Where do you see Justin Fields playing football in 2021? Yeah, man, I love the question. I'll be happy to tackle it. So starting from the back, like you just said, you know, dropping out of the top 10, I feel like that would be absolutely crazy. Um, I know some people are saying Zach Wilson, you know, is better than Justin Fields. You've even got names like Trey Lance out there. Um, I do think Justin Fields is the QB2 in this quarterback, uh, excuse me, in this, um, yeah, in this quarterback draft class. You know, he could be QB1 if some people wanted to argue it, but, you know, excuse me, there's no question that Trevor Lawrence is going to be the number one overall pick. Um, Justin Fields, I definitely think is a top three, if not a top two pick. Like, are we sure he's not going to go to the New York Jets, you know, and and he could slip to there. Now, I do feel like the Jets potentially do believe in Sam Darnold and shout out to my boy, uh, Justin Marville from the This Justin Sports Show predicting Justin Fields to go number six overall to the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I just don't see realistically, you know, why Philly would go back to back quarterbacks in the draft. I think Jalen Hurts is a good guy. But if we're talking about where Justin Fields is going to land, I'm not going to say in Philadelphia. I'm, I'm going to have to say New York, man. Um, how does New York whiff on a number two pick like that? You know, I know there's a Jamar Chase out there and, you know, the Jalen Waddles and the Devontae Smiths of the world and the Najee Harris's, you know, but those guys can get later, uh, you know, later round benefits. I think that Justin Fields is going to be a New York Jet. Uh, whether we like it or not, man, you know, it's just, it's going to be what he brings to the franchise. You look at, you know, I'm sure you were happy about Robert Sala getting hired. Hell of a coach. Maybe the best energy in the NFL. I feel like I could get along really well with him. So, I definitely got to say Justin Fields to the Jets, number two overall. I just I just don't see, you know, what else could it be? Like, I know Sam Darnold is kind of, you know, this prophet in New York, but is he, you know, is he really that guy? Is, is, is he even a bridge? Is he even a short-term solution? I don't think so. Um, so we'll see, man. You know, some people have said maybe Darnold to the Bears, and then you've got, um, you know, Fields to the Jets, but we'll see. But I'm going to stay at Justin Fields, number two to the New York Jets. And I wouldn't be 100% against that, but Justin Fields, I have watched play of Justin Fields, especially when he was mm-hmm. a Georgia quarterback. I was fearing for my life that they were going to start him over from. They luckily didn't. Screwed up that relationship. He goes to Ohio State. And I loved what I saw at Ohio State. But the one thing I have an issue with with Justin Fields is he is kind of, after that first read, if it's not there, he kind of panics a little bit. But with yep. everything, every quarterback has issues like that. 
It's about how they mature and how they grow in it. But I see Justin Fields going number four to the Atlanta Falcons. I think I love that. I think it, Matt Ryan, like we mentioned, is kind of becoming that sort of weird mixture here. I had him in my mock draft going later, but that was bef- to the Lions, but that was before they traded for Jared Goff, who was a younger guy. Right. I think now Justin Fields will be taken fourth overall by the Atlanta Falcons. Maybe not an immediate replacement for Matt Ryan, but I think when Matt Ryan closer to the exit door than he is to the entry door, I definitely say Justin Fields fourth overall to the Atlanta Falcons. I like it, man. I totally love it. And, you know, I'm a Saints fan, but living here in Atlanta, Georgia, you know, metro Atlanta area, a lot of Falcons fans, you know, I'd say about 90% of the fan base is calling for Justin Fields. And me personally, from an outsider looking at, I don't think Matt Ryan's the problem. I think you can get at least another two, hell, maybe three seasons out of Matt Ryan, getting an offensive minded guy in there like Arthur Smith. But, you know, we'll see, man. But I'm definitely all over that pick, man. Number four to the Falcons. I'd love to see a guy that got no shot at Georgia to come to Atlanta and tear it up in the National Football League. I would see Justin Fields. I'm a fan. Got some question marks, but every quarterback does. Let's move on to guy that I consider QB2, in my opinion. Zach Wilson, the quarterback out of BYU. He's got a big arm. He is an athletic guy. Kind of a one-hit wonder at BYU. Had a big junior year, which led to a lot of people saying this guy could be something special. I have seen some people saying they rank him over Trevor Lawrence. Now, I think that's a little bit absurd, but I like Zach Wilson a lot. Where do you – Yeah, that's blasphemous. I agree. But where do you see Zach Wilson out of BYU heading to? So Zach Wilson out of BYU is definitely a great prospect out of college. There's no question about that, man. Um, You just look what he brings to the table overall and, you know, just really how he carries his game so well at such a young age in college football. Um, I could definitely see, you know, oh my goodness, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, sorry about that, man. You might just have to cut that out my fault. I didn't realize I muted myself. My fault about that. Um, but, you know, Zach Wilson, definitely a very good prospect, like I said. And, and it's interesting where Zach Wilson could potentially go because obviously with the Jaguars at the Jets, I think they're going to lock them up. Um, you know, the Houston Texans, I believe, have the third overall pick. So don't really know what's going to happen there. It's hard for me to specifically say where I could see Zach Wilson going um, because you look, you know, Bengals at five, I think they're taking an offensive lineman. Eagles at six, I don't think they're quarterbacking. Lions at seven, they just got their guy Panthers are rumored to make a move for Deshaun Watson that's what everyone's hearing so you look at the Denver Broncos and a lot of the unnecessary hype around Drew Locke I never really understood it could we see Zach Wilson in Denver you know in that cold city going from Brigham Young or you know to um to Colorado you know is it going to be possible for him to do that and he's obviously got the arm like you said you know he's got more to be desired in certain places but like you also mentioned Rob there's a lot of places that you know or um flaws that quarterbacks have you know when they come out of college but overall I do think Zach Wilson is right behind Justin Fields haven't caught a whole lot of tape on him but just between social media and watching his highlights and just being able to see you know what the world is pushing from him I could see Zach Wilson potentially man go into the Denver Broncos just because I do not think Drew Locke is that guy and I don't think he'll ever be that guy it was kind of like you know the whole Daniel Jones thing why the hell did they draft Daniel Jones Um, we don't really know but we could speculate here and there there's been a lot of speculation with Drew Locke, so I'm going to have to pass off Drew Locke, and I'm going to quarterback in this draft and take Zach Wilson, number nine of the Broncos. Don't know why you're hating on Drew Locke. I love me some Drew Locke. That's <laughs> a, a debate for another time. I love Drew Locke, but that's a different topic for another time. I have Zach Wilson, a guy I love since the minute I first watched him at BYU. I have him hopefully and prayfully him being picked second overall by my New York Jets. He is a perfect scheme fit for what Mike LaFer is bringing 
to is it Mike or Matt? Which one's the other coordinator? I don't uh, know. Matt Lafleur is the head coach for the pack, so you're more okay, than likely so talking about Mike, Mike Lafleur. Mike Lafleur. There we go. I confuse them all the freaking time. I call one or the other. <laughs> at least they're brothers. At least I'm not mixing up some random two dudes. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Zach Wilson. The system is going to be making it so easy on him. It's a lot of play action, deep balls. That is what Zach Wilson's strength is, and I feel like he could get the most potential out in that offense. I like Zach Wilson going number two. Now, it does bear the question, what is his weapons going to be? Now, of course, the Jets do have a later round pick. I think they should go wide receiver or offensive lineman with that. Running back is not really a thing we need, I think. I think the offense that Michael Four has makes it a lot easier on the running backs, too. And we right. have good running backs, Michael P. Ryan, Ty Johnson, a pair of good, young, talented guys. So I like Zach Wilson going number two to the New York Jets. And I believe being the true franchise quarterback that Sam Darnold was supposed to be. I agree, man. I totally agree that Zach Wilson could fill that role. All right. Glad you don't disagree with me on that. <laughs> Other people do, and I'm just like, just wait. He's a now, monster Wilson, waiting uh, uh, unleashed. This quarterback class is extremely viable. Like, you could potentially argue this quarterback class could be more viable than last quarterback class just because of how many different destinations outside of Trevor Lawrence could these guys really go. So I'm right there with you, man. Number two to the New York Jets, or like I said, number nine to the Broncos. He's going to fall somewhere in there for, for sure. All right, next up on our list, Trey Lance, quarterback out of North Dakota State. Very talented young man. Didn't play this year. He opted out, but Trey Lance, I haven't watched a ton of him. Then again, I don't watch a lot of the FC, uh, uh, FCS schools, uh, aside from James Madison, which is just down the road from here, in Harrisonburg, right. Virginia. But Trey Lance, everything I've read about him, he's an extremely talented young man. Where do you see Trey Lance ending up? So looking at this draft order again, man, I, I know a lot of people listening to this are probably thinking, wow, Adam is just throwing all these quarterbacks up front and so early. But when you look at the teams that are in the draft order, you know, we'll, we'll start with number nine, the Broncos. You know, I think they could potentially take Zach Wilson. You look at number 10, the Cowboys, obviously, you know, Giants, Niners, Chargers, Vikings. Then you get to number 15 at the New England Patriots. Are we not so sure that Trey Lance could not potentially go to the New England Patriots? You look at a guy like Bill Belichick, who has been known for mentoring those young players and getting them built up to be that elite or not even an elite, just a very serviceable, you know, good to great player. Obviously, that defense is going to be coming back for New England next year. Obviously, they need to get a tight end and some sort of vertical threat out there. But I could see Trey Lance potentially going to the Patriots at number 15. I know there's obviously, you know, Cam Newton's getting out of there. There's been some speculation about maybe Jimmy G coming back or maybe maybe even Deshaun Watson getting in there. Um, I don't see Jimmy G going back to New England just because he's already had that same old song and dance. And I know that could be the whole reason for him to go back there because of that continuity. But if he was kind of already shunted in New England and they're definitely not as stellar as they were when he was there as the backup to TB12, I don't see him going back. So I'm going to double down on it, man. I've got Trey Lance going number 15 to the New England Patriots overall because everybody after that I mean Cardinals Raiders Dolphins maybe the football team at 19 but I feel like they'll make a move in free agency um and I feel like Chicago at number 20 will make a move as well so yeah I'm gonna say Trey Lance number 15 overall to the New England Patriots brother don't do that to me don't do that to me I don't have to deal with another good quarterback (laughs) you don't want to see Zach Wilson and Trey Lance in the same uh in the same thing man what you mean but there but there is a slim chance that the Jets keep Darnold which we will talk about later that would All mean right, we would right, have right. Donald, and then we would have to deal with Trey Lance, Tua Tungvaluwa, and Josh Allen every year, twice a year. I don't want to deal with a, that. That's a gauntlet for six games, bro. Yes, my exactly. Like, yeah, my condolences. Yeah, indeed. But 
Trey Lance is an interesting prospect. Again, I don't have Indeed. terribly much on this guy. Um, but I like what I've read about. I've liked a few bits I've seen. And I think he'd be a good fit in a Pittsburgh Steelers uniform. You don't I know like how it, much brother. left of Big Ben. They have needs at wide receiver. They need to bring back Juju, in my opinion. You got Chase Claypool. You need a quarterback to solidify that talent. Because this wide receiving court is talent. Just Big Ben is getting at that age where it's just like, what are you doing? Like, you need to either start changing how you play or you need to just go ahead and hang up the cleats for good. I think mm-hmm. Trey Lance, much like a Justin Fields, could benefit from a year of sitting and resting and learning from a guy like Big Ben, much like Justin Fields could benefit from learning from a guy like Matt Ryan. I think Trey Lance would be a perfect fit in Pittsburgh. Love it, man. Totally love it. And I, and I forgot about Pittsburgh there because you know that you, you, you hear the, you know, you hear the things now, kind of like how the Browns were talking about Baker last year before OBJ got hurt and Baker kind of elevated to be a top 12, maybe top 10 quarterback. You know, you see the, um, I don't know if it's, it might be the owner, the general manager talking about, you know, Big Ben's contract. And as of today, Big Ben is a Pittsburgh Steeler, but we have informed him that we need to look at his contract. And you know who said the same exact thing? Les Snead with the LA Rams and guess who was out the door like, less than two weeks later, Jared Goff, their number one pick from years before. So we'll see, man. Totally right there with you on that Pittsburgh move. All right. Next up is a man that I consider a legend and he should have a statue built for him. Kyle Trask, the quarterback out of Florida guy that was a three-star prospect coming out of the high school, a career backup finally gets his chance his junior year and he lights it up under Dan Mullen, having one of the best seasons an SEC quarterback has ever had. The best season a Florida Gators quarterback has ever had. I love Kyle Trask. You're not so high on him, though, from conversations we've had before. Where do you see Kyle Trask taking his talents to? Kyle Trask is another interesting story, man, but also a very viable quarterback. Obviously, he performed well in the SEC, but, you know, unfortunately, Florida was never the same after throwing that shoe um, in that game. No shot at you, man. I was just, you know, kind of shocked about that. And obviously, you saw, you know, basically the demise of the team. Um, Kyle Trask, though, I wouldn't be shocked again for all these teams up front to go quarterback if they truly need them. What if you do see a team like Washington or Chicago potentially make a move? I don't think the Colts are going to go anywhere. Obviously, you know, Titans, Jets are already going to have their guy by the time they get to number 23, or it looks like the Seahawks actually. No, 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 no. Jets are number 23, acquired that from the Seahawks. Um, But, you know, don't be shocked if you do see potentially Washington or Chicago go for Kyle Trask. I mean, they need a new guy in there to get some new swag, you know, get some new sauce up in that offense because obviously Mitchell Trubisky is not the guy. And then, you know, is it going to be Taylor Heineke? Is it going to be, you know, Alex Smith? Smith. Is it going to be, um, who was that? Uh, Kyle, uh, Kyle guy from the, from the Panthers, Kyle Kyle Young or something. I don't remember, man. Um, Kyle Allen, Allen, there we go. Kyle Allen, you know, maybe they stick with him, but if you want to talk about a guy that's going to come fresh out of college, you know, he is going to have that ultimate pedestal of, okay, I am ready to take this team to the next level. I think you got to look at a quarterback in the draft, or maybe not even the next level, you know, for Washington or Chicago, but make them a more viable, you know, nine and seven, 10 and six, hell, maybe even an 11 and five, maybe a 12 win team. But I feel like Kyle Trask could be that guy for the football team or, you know, for the Bears. Kyle Trask is a perfect fit for your Saints. And that's where I think he's going. Kyle Trask is different than a lot of quarterbacks in today's NFL. He's not very athletic. He's not very mobile, but his athleticism is in the short little moves in the pocket. He is amazing in the pocket. Makes some questionable throws at times, I will admit, 
Too many times I saw when he was at Florida, I felt like he was better without his superstar tight end, Kyle Pitts, than he was with him because I felt like he would just lock into Pitts far too often, which isn't a bad idea. I mean, Kyle Pitts is an absolute freak of nature, but you have to pitch it out to other guys. But Kyle Trask, going into a system that was good for Drew Brees, kind of not that mobile, not that athletic, good in the pocket, great arm. Kyle Trask is a very underrated arm, in my opinion. And you're going to compare him with Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, Jared Cook, Alvin Kamara. The pieces are there for Kyle Trask to be an instant plug-and-play guy. Now, I know you love yourself some Taysom Hill, but I just have to let you think. Kyle Trask, the skill set he brings, I believe he could be that missing link that the Saints have had between playoff team and Super Bowl team. I think Kyle Trask is a perfect fit for the Saints. I like it, man. I like it. It could potentially be, bro. You never know because, I mean, you made some good points there, and obviously the Saints need a guy who can stretch the field and just overall get them over that hump that I feel like, you know, unfortunately Drew Brees is kind of displayed upon the Saints. So I'm, I'm definitely not going to doubt you there, brother. I'm here for it. All right, that's all our drafted guys. Let's go to guys that maybe are on the move in the offseason that are already in the NFL. We're going to start with a stinker name just because I think it's going to have a little bit of fun commentary here. Mitchell Trubitsky. I think it is clear that the Chicago Bears are fed up with him. I think it is time to move on from Trubitsky. If he plays anywhere else in the NFL, where do you see it happening in 2021? So I think, not even unfortunately, because this is what his talent caters to, I think Mitchell Trubisky is going to be a backup next year. Um, You know, surprised if you see him backing up for, you know, a team that, you know, really just – needs a viable backup you know you look at some teams like maybe the bucks um you know maybe buffalo obviously jake Fromm was in there but you know when when you look at what mitchell trubisky brings to the table he's a guy who can win you a game but he's a guy who's going to win you a series or he's not a guy who's going to change the game you know what i mean if it's all aligned for him kind of like matt ryan but matt ryan's much better but they're all both on the same level of you know good not great because they can't overcome shoddy coaching and i feel like that's the downfall of mitch trubisky which not many people in the end NFL can overcome coaching like that but if I really had to say you know where could I see Mitch playing in a uniform next year I mean I'm not sure as far as the team but I definitely could see him being a backup next year just because like I said he he brings those characteristics that kind of Baker was you know at the beginning of the year before Baker had his little breakout after the OBJ injury you know can win you a game but it's got to be a line for him don't ask him to do anything special and don't ask him for more than you know maybe a few big throws a game to actually change the swing of it you know you're way too kind to him because I see Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> the next time we see Mitchell Trubisky in a football uniform should be whenever Dwayne The Rock Johnson opens up the XFL again. That's the next time we should see Mitchell Trubisky <laughs> playing in a football jersey. He is awful. And what makes it worse is that the Bears traded so many picks to move up one pick with the San Francisco 49ers who weren't even going to draft the damn dude anyway. It's just unbelievable how badly they messed that up. I didn't like Trubisky coming out of UNC. I don't like him in the NFL. I think the next time we see Trubisky lacing up a pair of cleats is going to be for some weird league. Maybe he can go join Johnny Manziel in that video game football league or whatever the heck Manziel's playing in right now. But Mitchell Trubisky, I think his time in the NFL is just shot. I think it's done. I could agree with you, man. Totally. Man, I just – Ugh, I never, I just never understood what the Bears saw in him. I just never understood. I never understood right. it. Right. Much like I don't understand what my Jets saw in this guy, Sam Darnold, third overall pick of 2018. 
had a lot of turnover issues coming out of USC. Those translating it into the NFL. Not sure what the Jets are going to do. They have said they're going to look at all their options. They're going to wait for pro days. They're going to wait for the combine. They're going to be very patient with making the decision at quarterback, which I agree with, as long as it's the right decision, which in my mind the right decision is drafting Zach Wilson. But that's neither here nor there. Where do you see 2021 Sam Darnold playing? So, you know, I said it earlier in the episode, man, and I can really see Sam Darnold being a Chicago Bear next year. I just – I think he's a better version of Mitch Trubisky. He just – a little bit of better decision-making, and I just feel like he's got more of his head on his shoulders than Mitch does. Um, and I know the whole seeing ghosts thing and, you know, getting – excuse me – getting blasted about that against New England and all, but I, I don't – I don't see him going to a, a perennial contender next year. You know, I, I see him going to a team that is probably looking for a bridge quarterback, um, maybe looking for a one, to, you know, same difference, you know, one to two year solution, but he's not going to be, you know, that franchise guy. Okay, Sam, go win his 10, 11 games, get us into the wild card, get us into the divisional. You know, I don't see him being that guy, at least not yet, you know, unless he's on a team that's, you know, super set up, which obviously Chicago isn't extremely set up. Um, you know, the, the head coach and the general manager kind of on, you know, you know, what's going on with them. So we'll, we'll see what happens, but I could definitely see Sam Donald being a, um, being a Chicago Bear next year. Yeah, originally where I thought Sam Donald was going to go was the Indianapolis Colts. And, of course, they made the trade for Carson Wentz, so that's out the window. So I say if he is going to play anywhere next year, it probably would be the Chicago Bears, in my opinion. I just don't see how the Jets could say – especially Joe Douglas, who didn't draft Sam Donald being like, I, we're going to give you one more shot, even though you've proven nothing so far. I think Sam Donald would go to the Chicago Bears. The Bears aren't a bad football team in terms of their weapons. As long as they re-sign Allen Robinson, he would have a solid offensive line. He would have a decent coach. He would have exactly. a number one receiver. He would have the talent around him to show that he has at least somewhat of the potential everyone thought, everyone but me apparently, thought he had coming into the NFL. <laughs> So I think Darnold, if he wants the best chance to succeed again, to prove his doubters, myself and others wrong, I think the Bears are in best shape to do that for him. See, agreeing on our first one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least it ain't like the one I brought Brian Bolster in here talk, saying who would I rather have, Sam Darnold or uh, the other insane. He did not agree with me on any of them, I don't think. But anyway, <laughs> next name on the list, Jimmy G. Jimmy Garoppolo got paid the big bucks by the 49ers, but ever since then, he has taken him to the Super Bowl, but that was more leaned on Robert Sala's defense, and he's had some injury issues. A lot of people saying that the Niners should move off of him and try and acquire someone else and restart at the quarterback position. What do you think? Jimmy Garoppolo, where is he playing football in 2021? Jimmy Garoppolo... One of the most interesting stories in the NFL, because you look at when Bill Belichick wanted to move off of him and go with Tom Brady. Um, it, it's interesting with Jimmy G, man, because I, I don't really know where I could see him going in the NFL, like specifically to, you know, is he going to be a starter? Is he going to be a backup? I unfortunately feel like Jimmy Garoppolo is as crazy as it is to sound with the quarterback talent coming up and the situations in the NFL, could we find this guy in a backup role? I hope not because I definitely think he's more talented than that. But when, you know, when you look at the draft order and just look at the teams overall that really need to get a guy, um, you know, a lot of people are saying the Patriots. And I know, I know I said earlier that I didn't necessarily 
or not even necessarily, I didn't want to see him go back there just because it's been the same old song and dance. But also, like I did mention for the benefit of it with the earlier person coming out of the draft, I don't remember specifically who, but um, you know, the defense, obviously Bill Belichick is there. If they can perform well enough in the draft, Jimmy G could find New England to be another desirable place for him. Um, I could see him potentially being a Chicago Bear as well. You never know. The Bears are a really interesting spot because they've got a top five top three maybe defense but with Mitch Trubisky under center it's probably a bottom three to bottom five offense and that's just being realistic you get a guy in there like Jimmy G who's more able-minded who's been to his Super Bowl you know who knows how to rely on a defense you know because some quarterbacks don't know how to understand that okay I don't necessarily have to make this drive as great as I want it to be because I know my defense is going to come out on the field and hold up for me if I need it to you know he is familiar with that so going to Chicago could be could be a good fit for him I'm going to say New England or Chicago with Jimmy Garoppolo but I don't say that super securely just because the, the offseason is so interesting this year, man. Yeah, I agree. In my opinion, there's only two places I see Jimmy Garoppolo playing football in 2021. It's either he's going to remain a 49er or he's going back to New England. There's just no in-between for me. I think he's established himself as a good quarterback in the offense. He is a talented guy minus the injuries, and he's done it before. He has helped you get to a Super Bowl before. But if you feel like you need more and you're done with him, you want to get rid of some of that money, you trade him to New England where he is comfortable. I just do not think there's any in-between. So I think Jimmy Garoppolo will remain either a 49er or go back and be reunited with Belichick and the Patriots. Next up on our list, this is a name that's interesting for me. It is really interesting because I don't understand why he's even being mentioned. And that's Russell Wilson, the superstar quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks. I have heard rumors. I have talked to people that have said there is some tension brewing between the Seahawks and Russell Wilson, which I understand it. If there, is there any chance in your opinion, Adam, that in 2021, Russell Wilson is in a different uniform? Absolutely freaking not, bro. Are you kidding me? Come on now. That's like saying the Packers would actually move off Aaron Rodgers. And you know, there's going to be speculation. And here's why it's going to be speculation. Because when Skip and Shannon, undisputed last year, broke the news that Tom Brady was potentially looking for a new home, I was like, wow. You know, these guys are really, really reaching. And now we're talking about Tom Brady with the seventh overall title with, you know, one year with the new team. So could we be witnessing something like that with Russell Wilson? Not a Super Bowl run and victory, but, you know, going to another team when nobody absolutely thought so. And I, and there's definitely tension there. You know, Russell Wilson in his nine-year career has been sacked over 40 times on an average in every year. That's a lot for his body. No matter if you're spending a million, two million, five million on your body, your body can only heal so much before it is naturally going to crack under the weight and pressure of a 300 to 350 pound lineman that's coming at you that fast, you know, putting all their weight on you when they finally do tackle you. So I don't see Russell Wilson going anywhere. And, and I heard this on the radio the other day, shout out to 92.9 the game, you know, great local sports station in Atlanta. Russell Wilson is saying something now because he knows his voice will be heard. And he knows that his words are going to run through the media. There's going to be quotes made on him. You know, there's going to be enough speculation to where hopefully Pete Carroll is going to go get him something that he needs. I, I, I swear, bro, if I'm a Seahawks fan, I want nothing 
but secondary and offensive line. Don't talk to me about my linebackers. Don't talk to me about my pass rush. Don't talk to me about my offense because that is going to be there. But you need to get some defense and you need to protect Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is still a top five, top four quarterback in the NFL. There's no question about that. Yes, did he fall off? And is he unfortunately slowly slipping out of that top five because we see a great front eight and then a pretty average to maybe bad back eight? Yes, unfortunately, that's what Russell Wilson is building for himself. But I don't see Russ going anywhere, man. You know, one, who's going to pay the money for him? Who's going to, you know, who's going to bring that haul for him? And, and realistically, like, he's been with Pete Carroll in that very specific Seattle, you know, Seattle uh, uh, culture for so long. You know, could we really see Russell Wilson going to another place and being as comfortable as he was when he first showed up in Seattle? I'm not necessarily digging that as an outsider looking in. So no, that's insane to think that Russell Wilson will not be a Seattle Seahawk next year. And maybe we can come back and blast me, but I'm going to quadruple and quintuple down, man. Russell Wilson is going to be a Seattle Seahawk next year. I agree. He's got to stay a Seattle Seahawk. If Seattle screws this up, they're right back to being the joke of the franchise they were before he got there. The exactly. only reason that the Seattle Seahawks are relevant right now is because of Russell Wilson. They would not be anywhere as good as they are without Russell Wilson. In that division, with that talented defensive line and defensive general of the LA Rams, with the young, talented core of the Arizona Cardinals, with the up-and-coming 49ers who just came off a Super Bowl appearance, a little bit of a slump, but still a talented roster. That Seahawks team would be nowhere without Russell Wilson. And the fact that you mentioned his word, the fact that all Russell Wilson really can say is go Hawks, he doesn't have a say in anything that happens on that roster, is a damn shame. That dude is the only reason that franchise has a Super Bowl, aside from the great defense of Legion of Boom, they built that up. But even in the end, Russell Wilson was the piece that made it all work. Because Russell Wilson was the stable quarterback that they needed. They were getting ready to rock with Matt Flynn before Russell Wilson came in. Yeah. You think that you mean to tell me that the Seahawks are going to have the same amount of success they did with Matt Flynn as their quarterback? Oh hell no! So I said the Seahawks <laughs> they have to keep Russell Wilson, and if they don't, they have no one to blame but themselves for how poorly they treated him. Like you mentioned, there is no team in the NFL that drafts for fit more than the Seahawks, and that works sometimes. But when you have a star quarterback like Russell Wilson, you draft for him. You draft whatever he thinks he needs. Draft offensive linemen. You draft some receivers, even though they don't really need that, but they need a tight end. You draft a defense so this guy's not having to throw the ball 50 times every single game to keep you in the game. The Seahawks need to keep Russell Wilson. This is the only saving grace on their roster. If they lose Russell Wilson, they are right back to the cellar of the, of the NFC West, in my opinion. If he ain't a Seahawk, it's unbelievable. I agree, bro, because I'm very convinced Deshaun Watson is going to either the Niners or the Panthers. If Deshaun Watson is in the NFC West, he's just made that division that much better. I am going to go ahead and say this poll prediction here before I actually put it out, man. I think Kyler Murray is going to be MVP caliber next year. No question, bro. Don't be shocked if Kyler Murray wins MVP. And then you've obviously got um, Matthew Stafford with the Rams who could, you know, who knows? Matthew Stafford could emerge and suddenly be, you know, top five, top four, like we've all claimed he is. And then if you get rid of Russell Wilson, you will easily be the worst team in that division. So I'm doubling down there with you, Rob. Actually, what, whatever the hell it is after quintuple, which is five times, we're going to go six times down. Russell Wilson is a Seattle Seahawk. <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea what the hell it is. Don't ask me. I suck at math. Um, 
Now, you just mentioned the name, the final name on our list, the biggest target in the league right now. The Golden Deshaun, Goose. The Golden Goose, basically, yes. Deshaun Watson, superstar quarterback, top 10 in my opinion, maybe even top five, has gone through a lot with the Houston Texans organization. It is clear they are trying to clean house, except for Watson. Watson wants no part of that. He wants the hell out of there. I think he's going to eventually get his wish. Either they're going to trade him or Deshaun Watson is going to sit out and force him to. Where do you see Deshaun Watson in 2021 suiting up for? Deshaun Watson in 2021 is going to suit up for the San Francisco 49ers. That's where I would love to see him go. Um, I think you talk about Deshaun Watson being MVP caliber if you put him on the Niners, man. I mean, look at a guy like Kyle Shanahan learning from his father, Mike, running the football. I mean, you look at the Super Bowl, you're running the football almost 60 or over 60% of the time. How many passes did Jimmy G, throw, Jimmy G throw in that postseason? Like less than 45 or 50 in the three games that they had to play. So you bring in a guy like Deshaun Watson who can throw that football. But guess what? Deshaun can also move. And guess what Kyle Shanahan loves to do? Run that football with Raheem Mostert and Tevin Coleman. Now you bring him in with a healthy George Kittle. Deshaun Watson can make any throw on the football field you know, running, not, you know, off balance against his body, whatever it is we've seen. And, and I personally said it, Deshaun Watson is the closest we have to Patrick Mahomes. And when he got paid like he did early on in the NFL season, it proved my point specifically. Deshaun Watson needs to go to the San Francisco 49ers. They need that juice. They re, they need that recharge. Robert Saul is out of there. So they got to get a guy in there that's got swagger and overall is ready to win now. San Francisco, even with Jimmy Garoppolo, as long as it's Jimmy G or Deshaun Watson, they're going to be a top five to seven team next year. There's no question about that. But you bring in the validity and the solidification of Deshaun Watson and what you know he brings to the table. I think you're talking about potentially San Francisco making another Super Bowl run next year. That's just me, though. I know Shanahan wants a drop back quarterback who can throw the ball. But who's to say Kyle Shanahan isn't on this, you know, sort of fling right now? Who's to say he's not looking at that mobile quarterback? And knowing that Deshaun can give you an option, can give you, you know, something on the outside, can give you a quarterback power. Come on, man. I think Deshaun Watson with the San Francisco 49ers would be disgusting. Throwing back to the Come On Man Sports podcast days. I don't know if we were <laughs> big-time amigos back then like we are now, but that just reminds me of old Sean and Renee. That's how I got the start. But anyway, I'm going to have to agree with you. That is the place, Deshaun Watson. He basically chooses who he goes to. He has a no-trade clause. If the 49ers come calling – you are telling them, as soon as they say San Francisco, you say, hell yes, I want that. Take me to San Francisco. Because for every reason you just mentioned, he'll have Kyle Shanahan, a great head coach. He'll go to the Bay Area where he'll be a superstar, be in the bright lights of California. He will have the warm weather. He will be in a division that is ripe with talent, that where he could prove just how damn good he is and he'll finally have the competent roster around him that he needs to elevate his play to that other level. Deshaun Watson's great now. Can you imagine what he could be like with a healthy 49ers offense? Oh, Jesus, Lord above, that's unbelievable. Deshaun Watson, if he needs to go anywhere, now I understand Carolina is a big thing that everybody's talking about. Carolina would have to give up too much of what they already have, which is already pretty solid in my opinion, to land Deshaun Watson. So I don't think that benefits the Panthers. With the 49ers, you could trade away a guy or two because that's how talented this roster is. So I think this would be a huge move for the 49ers. I think if they were to do this, I have said before, 
on Sports Me, the app we used to debate all the time, that I personally right now believe the Colts are a Super Bowl favorite, in my opinion. They're my Super Bowl favorite anyway. Oh, yeah, bro. Sean I Watson, thought they were a Super Bowl contender not last year, man. Yeah, but if Deshaun Watson heads to San Francisco, that's going to flip quickly. I would say the 49ers would be easy Super Bowl favorites if they land Deshaun Watson. I got to say, he's got to be a 49er, man. He's got to be. Absolutely, brother. We agreed on two great quarterbacks. And another thing about the Panthers, man, you know, I heard this morning, excuse me, talking about, you know, if the Panthers really wanted Deshaun Watson, they would give up their their first-round pick this year, their second-round pick for the next, excuse me, two years. Then they would give up Teddy Bridgewater, Christian McCaffrey, and Robbie Anderson, all for Deshaun Watson. That is six players in exchange for one guy. And, and my thing was, how do you give – what's the benefit of bringing Deshaun in if CMC's out the door? Like, CMC is such a potent part of that offense. Like, he, he, he's going to be up there next year in fantasy and overall production. Like, we know that. Christian McCaffrey's coming back with a vengeance. So, the Panthers would have to send off a lot for him, which, hey, I think they're willing to do it. There's no question about that. They took a chance on Teddy Bridgewater signing him to a three-year, $60 million deal after he only put up five games that weren't necessarily beautiful in New Orleans. But guess what? He was undefeated. He did what he was supposed to do. If they'll take a risk like that on a guy like Teddy B to be their guy, man, there's no telling what they would do for, do for a guy like Deshaun Watson who is tried, true, and proven in the National Football League. 100%, man. Either way, the 2021 offseason may be one of the craziest we have seen in a long time. Teams that were really bad last year have a lot of money and a lot of draft capital to where we could see some brand new faces really lighten it up next year and maybe the fall of some, some great teams. Teams that were great, but now some of their talent is aging and the star is fading. It's going to be a wild season. I can't wait for it. The months are going by so slow. I need to pick it up. I'm missing football. Already. <laughs> already. It just ended. I'm already missing. I'm not missing Tom Brady winning, though. I'm not missing that. But either way, it's going to be a wild ride to watch. And I'm going to be watching it right with you, Adam. Pleasure having you on, brother. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Thank you so much, guys. Please never make – or excuse me, make sure to check me out. What Off Season Sports Pod. Check the link in my bio. Like I said, I'm sure my boy Alex Robb will hook me up with all the links. Daily sports content, guys. New episodes every Friday. Rob, it was a pleasure, man. Am I screwing up calling you, Rob? I just, I think it's because it's on Instagram, the Robson Sportscast. Is that acceptable, bro? You're, like, totally talking about my podcast name so correctly. Am I screwing up calling you, Rob? <laughs> oh, absolutely <laughs> not, man. It's hilarious. I – Use my last name because that's in school. That's literally what everybody called me. Rob. Like literally. Rob Robson. Uh, one of my nicknames. I'm sure some of my high school buddies that listen to the show know. Like, I have, like, 20 nicknames. I think Bobson was one. Bob Sled. Bobson. I don't know. Where, I, love I don't know where <laughs> the hell they came up with some of these damn nicknames. I love it. That's part of why I miss high school. Miss all my guys that I graduated with. Um, but, Yeah. Always just call me Robson. I didn't have a first name in school because we had, A, so many Alex's. I think we had about four Alex's. So it was just easier to right. call me by my last name. And plus, it's a cool last name. You don't hear Robson everywhere, but you hear it butchered everywhere you go. I swear to God, at my job, I don't think anyone has pronounced it right the first time. I swear to God, it's unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. But anyway, man, pleasure having you on. Look forward to the next time I'm on that. Always, man. Appreciate you so much, man. I really appreciate it. Not a problem, brother. All right, everybody, let's move on to our next topic.
appreciate my man Adam coming on for the return episode of the Robson Sportscast. It has been a while, as I've mentioned plenty of times already. I'm excited to be back behind the microphone. But something big has happened since the Robson Sportscast went away for a little bit. My man, a guy I love, has finally gotten the hell out of Philadelphia. Carson Wentz is now an Indianapolis Colt. That's where I wanted him to go. Of all places, reunited with Frank Wright, great offensive line, good weapons, a great defense backing him up. I love it. I love it. So first, I want to talk about the Wentz. I want to talk about the benefit this has for Carson Wentz. So Carson Wentz goes from a franchise, fan base, pretty much everything in between, that didn't believe in him, that gave it up on him. And he goes back to a familiar face, Frank Wright, the guy that was his coach when he was the MVP of the league a couple of years ago. People seem to have already forgotten that, that just a couple of years ago, he was winning MVP until he got hurt. He rejoins Frank Wright. He has, he went from a bottom five offensive line, basically went healthy, to now a top five offensive line. Has younger, much more complete weapons, and his defense can get off the field. Now, I'm not going to look at people that doubt Carson Wentz and say you're 100% wrong, because I get where it's coming from. Carson Wentz was an awful quarterback last year. In terms of passer rating, he was the worst, 32nd. That's not good. It's the worst. That was a terrible attempt at a pun, by the way, in case you didn't know. <laughs> but, again, like I mentioned, are we really gonna, just going to forget that just a couple of years ago, Carson Wentz was winning MVP until an injury? You also mean to tell me that if Carson Wentz didn't get hurt, the Eagles wouldn't have won the Super Bowl? They were the best team in football when he was there. People look at the Nick Foles situation. When Nick Foles came in, he inherited the hottest team in football. The best team in football. That Eagles team had everything and anything you could want. Nick Foles came into a perfect storm. It's just remembered because he was the backup quarterback that beat Tom Brady. Now, I'm not discrediting Nick Foles whatsoever. I am a Nick Foles fan, primarily because he beat Tom Brady. I'm a fan of anyone that beats Brady. But let's be real here, y'all. Carson once would have won that Super Bowl, too. And if you don't believe that, I don't know what to tell you. He was winning an MVP before he got hurt. An MVP of the league. One hell of a fall from grace, I will admit that, from being an MVP quarterback to becoming, via passing grade, the worst quarterback in the NFL. But now, all the issues he had are no longer there. As a good head coach, didn't have that with Doug Peterson. 
That's a great offensive line. The Eagles offensive line, even when it was healthy, was deteriorating and getting old and was not that good. Has a young, solid receiving core. The Eagles don't have that. Their wide receiving core is old and is always hurt. And he has a great defense to help him out a little bit, too. Eagles definitely didn't have that. There's nothing not to love in this situation. And that's why I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. I mentioned it on SportsMe, the app I use, that me and Adam and many other of my podcast friends use to debate sports. I've said it. It's out there, but I'm going to say it right here on this episode. My way too early season prediction is is that the Indianapolis Colts will be winning the Super Bowl. The one issue I thought they had was quarterback. Phillip Rivers, love the guy. Borderline Hall of Famer. Don't know if he'll get in first ballot, but I think he should get in eventually. may take a few years. But come on now. He was the NFL equivalent of a dinosaur. He had his time, got ruined by Tom Brady. Now they fix that. Carson Wentz is just 27, everybody. 27. That's his prime. He still has so much time left. And I think he's going to turn this around and have a great bounce back. Don't sleep on Carson Wentz. Now, if he looks as bad as he did last season with the Eagles, we got a big issue here. But even then, it's not due to talent, it's due to injury. Carson Wentz is a talented guy. Talented quarterback. Very talented guy. You can't deny that. He was winning MVP before he blew out a knee. And people will say, oh, he's fragile. Now, he does have some minor injuries, minor nicks and scuffs there, but every quarterback has that. Every player has that. But it took one knee. That's all it takes for some guys. One injury. And it derails them. Different sport. But that's what I fear for Zion Williamson. The superstar. Well, not necessarily a superstar, but a star player for the New Orleans Pelicans. Going off on a little bit of a tangent, but it makes sense in this scenario. When I was scouting out some players for the NBA draft... I pretty much came to consensus that one and two was going to be John Morant and Zion Williamson. And I've been asked many times, if I were to be forced to pick one of them for the next decade, who would I pick? And it's a very good question that you can make arguments for both, but I would pick John Morant. Because John Morant has a unique skill set. That is very well-rounded. He's got explosiveness. Hyper-athletic. He's got a little bit of everything. But he can shoot. He's got great handles. He's a great playmaker. If he were to injure his knee, tear an ACL, just like Carson Wentz did, I would be I would think he'd recover okay. 
right now if Zion Williamson did that, I don't feel the same. So much of Zion Williamson's game is based off his explosiveness and power, and that comes from his knees and legs and size. If he blows out a knee, what does he have that can make him continue to be a success in this league? He's not a very good shooter. Not exactly a great ball handler. And he can make some plays here and there, but not at the level of John Morant. Honestly, that's kind of what I'm seeing with Carson Wentz. He was very, very talented all around during that MVP campaign. But he injured his knee. And he hasn't really recovered since. Recovered as in being an MVP player. Because here's where we transition to Philadelphia. I want to talk about the year just two years ago. The Eagles went 9-7 and seven and won the NFC East. Carson Wentz had a solid season. The Eagles had anyone and everyone that was somewhat relevant on that team injured and out. Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, key defensive players, key offensive linemen, key running back. They were playing with wide receivers and running backs from the practice squad and those practice squad players' backups. A ton of guys that had yet to take a snap in the NFL. Heavenly would sniffed it. And Carson once carried them to the playoffs. How many guys in the NFL can do that? He was ranked as the worst quarterback in the NFL this past year in terms of QB already. Let's take a look at some other considerably bad quarterbacks, shall we? Mitchell Trubitsky. Would he be able to do that? Hell no. He's got a talented offensive roster around him now. He can't do jack with that. Sam Darnold? Hell no. He's kind of already proven he can't do it <laughs> with, the bad, with the bad roster. But I don't think Sam Darnold's good anyway. We've all, it's the same story, different day, of course. I always mention, find a way to mention I don't like Sam Darnold. Everybody bashes Baker Mayfield. That I kind of understand. Off a sophomore campaign. I don't think Baker Mayfield could have done anything with that. Hell, Patrick Mahomes, when almost all of his offensive line was out against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he looked human. To this day, that is probably the only time we can say a team has made Patrick Mahomes look human. And not like some immortal god. Carson Wentz took all of that to the playoffs. Oh, you'll argue, oh, it's the weak NFC East. That's a fair point, and I'll agree with that to an extent. I mean, the Washington football team went 7-9 and nine and won the NFC East this year. 
Eagles with all that were above 500. If all that was going on, I'd be happy with 7-9. I would say the team showed resilience. That we just need to get healthy again. But Carson Wentz led that to the playoffs. And last year, the play calling was horrendous. Carson Wentz was struggling, yes. But he wasn't the one calling the plays and making him throw it over 40 times a game. That was Doug Peterson. Every single significant player on offense was hurt. The offensive line, injured to hell. The receivers, they're not good anyway, but they were injured to hell. Carson Wentz gave his all for that franchise, and what did they do for him back? Nothing. Except build a statue of Nick Foles after a few games. The organization failed Carson Wentz. And I believe that's going to be proven when Carson Wentz has a major bounce back and leads the Colts to the Super Bowl this year. But there's another name I want to mention. With all those injuries and all that kind of stuff going on. Philadelphia. Howie Roseman. Do you think your 2021 quarterback, Jalen Hurts, could have done what Carson Wentz did for you just a couple years ago? Led an injury-ridden team to the playoffs? Spoiler, he wouldn't have. My question mark for the Eagles. They have the sixth pick in the draft. What are they going to do? Because they have so many holes to fill. Quarterback including one of them. I have seen nothing out of Jalen Hurts that proves to me he's a franchise quarterback. Yet somehow the Eagles have. Guess that's not why I'm running an organization. Congratulations to Philadelphia Eagles. You have joined the ranks of the NFL's clown franchises. Joining teams like my Jets, the Lions, the Bengals. Those teams you have joined because you are a clown franchise. And it's kind of funny that you're there. Because just a couple of years ago, you were winning the Super Bowl, beating Tom Brady. And what did you do after that? You built a statue of a guy that made a couple of big plays, had a couple of great games. Thanks to the successes of Carson Wentz. And then when he comes back, you don't do anything to continue to surround him with talent. You keep the old trash that just kept getting older and getting stinkier and expected a miracle. I know this all sounds very hypocritical of me, how I see Sam Darnold. But there's a difference here. Carson once proved he could do it. Sam Darnold hasn't. And Carson Wentz is going to prove again That there's something to the ultimate underdog 
when they come back. It's spectacular. Let's move on to our next topic. Yes, I do know the NBA is going on, even with as much football as I talk during its offseason. I'm going to prove that by talking about a couple of things that are really annoying me in the NBA right now. Number one, there's a hostage situation going on in Washington. The Wizards are holding Bradley Beal hostage. Now, it's not necessarily that bad. Bradley Beal is loyal, if anything. But the thing I want to talk about with Bradley Beal, a former Florida Gator, one of the first Gators I remember really getting it when I was really getting into Gator basketball. He was just amazing. I loved Bradley Beal. Still do love Bradley Beal. <sighs> he is on an awful team. And when I mean awful, I mean a 11 and 18 awful. One of the worst teams in the weak Eastern Conference. When I mean weak, I mean the Knicks would be a playoff team right now. That's how weak this damn conference is. Bradley Beal, who is 27, is dropping a league high 32.7 points per game. Shooting 48% from the field, 33% from three. Five assists, five rebounds. Bradley, what the hell are you doing in Washington? What are you doing? You're in the prime of your career. I know you're making a lot of money in Washington. A lot of money playing for a bum franchise. But God almighty, man, when when, when are you going to have enough? You deserve so much better. You deserve to be on a contending team. That's what your talent deserves. These are some teams that I think would win the title if they had Brad DeBeal. The Milwaukee Bucks. The 76ers. The Pacers. They're a really good basketball team all of a sudden. I did not expect them to be very good coming into this year. The Jazz, who are somehow have the best record in the NBA. Don't think it will last long. The Lakers, God almighty, they could use somebody. Apparently, Anthony Davis is the only guy worth a crap on that team, aside from LeBron, of course. The Blazers, because you imagine a trio. Lillard, McCollum, and Beal. Although I'm pretty sure one of those guys would be involved in a trade for Bradley Beal. The Mavericks, oh my God, they're 15 and 15 with a talented roster. They just need an extra punch. Get Luka some help. There are teams that I believe if Bradley Beal just said, get me the hell out of here at those teams that are this close, so close to winning a title. That they traded for Bradley Beal, they could do it. They would finally connect that link. 
Bradley Beal, get out. Quit wasting your talent. Not comparing the two greatness at all, but this is like when LeBron was in Cleveland for all those years, and Cleveland wasn't doing jack. Only reason Cleveland was a brand name is because LeBron played there. That's kind of the same situation. The Wizards are only relevant because Bradley Beal plays there. Bradley Beal's playing an MVP basketball, but his team's 11 and 18. Nowhere near the playoffs, even in the East. It's sad. Really sad. Bradley Beal, you deserve better, man. You really do. Another thing that annoys me with the NBA right now. What the hell is this all-star crap? This all-star voting system? First off, Damian Lillard, not a starter. Are you kidding me? Damian Lillard, not a starter. The Damian Lillard, that right now, is averaging nearly 30 points a game, 8 assists and 4 rebounds, shooting 44% from the field, and 40% from 3. That's not a starter. Now, I understand Luka is a phenomenal player. I love Luka Doncic. He is a guy I did not expect to be as good as he is this quickly. He's averaging about 29 a game, 9 assists, 8 rebounds, 47 from the field, 35 from 3. That's solid. In ways, it's better than Lillard. But the Blazers are 18 and 13. The Mavs are 15 and 15. Now, I know records shouldn't matter when it comes to all star voting, but in this situation, it kind of does. Because not only is Lillard playing better basketball, in my opinion, Lillard's team is winning more. Just my opinion. I know some people disagree with me on that. And they're all right. That's not one of those things where I'm just like, oh my God. Because I kind of get it. Now this I don't get at all. Why the hell is Devin Booker getting snubbed again? He is once again a sub-in for somebody. Anthony Davis was voted into the All-Star game as a reserve. But he will miss it due to injury. So Devin Booker comes in. Are we really not going to act like Devin Booker is a top three guard? Shooting guard? In the NBA right now. 25 a game. Four assists. Three rebounds. Shooting 50% from the field. And 38 from three. We're not going to act like he is a top three guard in the NBA. When it comes down to 100% healthy. I got Booker and Beal fighting for two. Number one I think is Clay Thompson. I think that's kind of undisputed, but Booker and Beal are dealing it out for one, for two and three. Hell, you could argue Booker's the best. He is a pure scorer. 
An unbelievable pure score. Why is he getting snubbed again? For a guy who's missed a ton of games. Of recent, anyway. 26 games, 26 starts for Devin Booker. He's a sub-in. Anthony Davis, who I will say is a phenomenal basketball player. I'm glad Anthony Davis is where he is right now. But he's played in less games. 23 games. That is three less. Does that not matter? Plus, even then, he's averaging more. He's Booker's averaging better, better points. And now what matters in the NBA anymore? He's averaging more points. Who's the best scorer? We don't talk about who's the best defender anymore. We're just talking about who's the best scorer. Average more assists. Better three-point percentage. That's kind of a joke, don't I? That's seriously. Anthony Davis is a monster power forward while Devin Booker's a shooting guard. Anthony Davis is shooting 53% from the field. But again, he's a forward slash center. Anthony Davis is six foot ten. Devin Booker's a solid six five and shooting fifty percent from the field. Devin Booker doesn't post up and shoot baby hooks. Devin Booker shoots three balls and deep ones at that sometimes. If they were gonna put in a Phoenix Sun right off the bat. As much as I love Chris Paul and always will love Chris Paul, it should have been Devin Booker. But honestly, the whole all-star voting system is pretty much a joke really at this point because I saw somewhere off of the fan votes, I don't really know how much those weight those carry. I don't know if all of this is strictly voted on by the fans or not. There was a point in time where Alex Caruso was voted into the All-Star game, if that is how that works. Alex Caruso! The guy who's like in his mid-20s, but looks like he's 50. Alex Caruso. Who's averaging five points a game. If that's how the all-star system works, that is broken to hell. Fix it. I have to do some research on that. Because I will admit, I haven't been following basketball as much as I used to. Kind of hard to when you're a Knicks fan because the Knicks suck. Even though they're not as bad as... Many people advertise them too. I will say I did predict that correctly. I thought the Knicks were going to be a much better team than a lot of people thought they were. Congratulations to Julius Randle, by the way, a guy who I want to trade at the beginning of the year. Now an all-star. Thank you, Julius Randle. Appreciate you. I apologize from the bottom of my heart. For those who don't know, Julius Randle is an active listener. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. 
Or am I? I don't know who's listening to the show. Julius Randall, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Don't come after me. (laughs) (laughs) But there you go, some NBA talk. It's been a while since I've talked NBA. I'm going to try and do that more. Maybe bring in a basketball guy. I don't know if you guys, I know some more basketball than I do. I just played it for two years. Didn't play it very well either. <laughs> Let's go ahead and wrap this episode up. Can't tell you how good it felt to have my man Adam on the show and to be talking some sports again. It has been a while, I know, since about early February. Tons been going on here in my life and in the state of Virginia in general. We've had a bunch of ice and snow. Ended up having to stay in a hotel room a couple of nights just so I could make it to work. It has been wild. School has been relentless a little bit too, but I'm getting into a flow with it. Can't promise 100% consistency sometimes with this show during all this craziness, but I will always do my absolute best to bring you some of the hottest sports chat in the biz today. But for now, let's go ahead and wrap this episode up. This is RC Productions. Productions. It's dope beat. This is your host, Alex Robson.